<laughs> Holy cow, it's been a year since I've done one of these and I've just I honestly I woke up this morning and I was just like I need to do I need to do my podcast. Why did we miss anything in the last year? Well, I mean the last time you the last time I, you and I talked, Fred, was the insurrection. <laughs> oh yeah, how'd that turn out? Did Trump win? <laughs> no, Trump's still not the president. It's, oh, he's still not the president. Wow, did they hang Pence? No, they didn't hang Pence either. Wow. Okay, you got to fill me in on a lot of stuff. But here. what if I tell you that we're on the edge of World War III? Do you believe we're on the edge of World War III? Oh, uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, China, right? No. No, not China. Must be. Oh, it's got to be uh, uh, Syria. No. Syria, no. No. Uh, uh, Yemen. Yemen. No, no. not Yemen. Shit. Uh, uh, Chicago? <laughs> no, not Chicago. It's been pretty rough there, right? It has been pretty rough there. It's it's still rough in America, but um, what if I told you uh, Vladimir Putin is seizing Ukraine? Oh, of course. I don't know why I didn't say that. Before. Yeah. So, oh, is he really? Yeah, he is. How's that work out? It's still well. It's not going working out very well for the uh, Ukrainian people. There's a lot of there's a lot of suffering going on there right now. You know, when when uh, when your your hospitals are and your schools are getting bombed. You know, that's... I don't know where you're getting your news, but I heard Putin talk just the other day, and he said, uh, the Russian people and the Ukrainian people are one. Are one. I don't think Vladimir Zelensky and the Ukrainians agree with that synopsis. Uh, I think when he says we are one, he means whenever we want... To kick the shit out of somebody, we always go to Ukraine first. Yeah, you know they're like a most favored nation. Status. Now, if we look at if we look at the history, of the Ukrainian, um, the Russian military has been in Ukraine for for since like 2014. Well, you can go back further. You can yeah. go back to like uh, uh, the early days of the Slavs not getting along with each other. Russia and Ukraine have never been one except down the barrel of a Russian gun during the Soviet Union. Right. Other than that, there's been a Ukraine, and to tell you the truth, a lot of Ukrainians happen to look down on the Russians. So the idea that that we are one. It, we're only one because my tank makes it so. Uh, right. It's it, it's utter garbage. This is the sovereignty of a of a peaceful nation. One day it was peace. The next day missiles are raining down on schools. Uh, no, no. Th- this has nothing to do with getting our old friends back together. <laughs> this has everything to do with aggression yes. and imperialism. And uh, to hide by saying they're Nazis is just a fairy tale that doesn't fool a single human being. Right. Uh, this is just just international lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we as a human species demand that the rule of the law apply on a local level, on the state level, on a national level, and that we insist that on the international level, level there be total anarchy. No, it, it, no government, no restriction whatsoever. So the way I've been thinking of it is it's really authoritarianism versus democracy. That's what, if there is a World War Three, that's what it would be based off. You know what I mean? Well, it, it's 
It's, you have a guy. It's with, a good package to put it in. You're you, right. you have a guy like Vladimir Putin, who's a murderous dictator, murders journalists that disagree with him, is now putting people who are peacefully protesting in jail for 15 years. But he's so strong and decisive, and he looks good when he takes off his shirt. I understand the, the, the posters of him without his shirt on are very, very popular in Russia. So he has that. Ever do that to Joe Biden? I mean, bro. <laughs> so he has that that uh, which I think is what drives authoritarianism, and and in, in our own country too is that machismo, right? That that tough guy. He's a tough guy. You know, he doesn't put up with any testosterone, baby. Yeah, the testosterone. Um, and so what? So it's. It's hard to let's just talk about what's going on in Ukraine right now and being over what like if you were a Ukrainian citizen right now, can you could you talk about like what it would like what it's like over there? Like we're over here worried about in America right now, the fact that gas prices are going up. What do you think are Ukrainians worried about right now? Living. Yeah, totally. They're worried about whether their town will still be standing, whether whether their child will still be breathing. That's what's going on in the Ukraine. For whatever reason, that's still unclear to most of the earth. Somebody decided that they, these differences were worth fighting over, yeah. and these Ukrainians have nothing to do with it. The ones that speak Russian and, uh, you know, that Putin always talks about, uh, that uh, still have Russian passports and so on. Those were people that over the last few generations were essentially planted in that area mm -hmm. by Russia as part of ethnic cleansing. Mm -hmm. That was gone back way back in Soviet Union. They wanted to make sure that those that are into Russian interests are represented in each one of these satellite republics. And they're really heavy in Donbass and so he could one day say, well, they're really Russians, so I'm just moving in to protect them. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's crap, it's crap. It's just a cover by night by which to make a land grab. Uh, if you wanna blame somebody, there's plenty to blame. How about uh, Barack Obama for his weak response when uh, part of Ukraine was taken in 2014? I, 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 the Barack most valuable part of the country. Barack Obama's foreign policy is not something to be desired. This is the trouble with foreign policy yeah. weakness. Yeah. I believe in a candid moment, you could even get him to admit it was not his specialty. This goes back to the American people themselves. Mm -hmm. You've asked your candidates to avoid foreign policy right. issues. You don't want to talk about them. Don't even bother us. It's nothing but bad news. Sometimes no foreign policy is worse news yep. And now it's now it's going to be in our face every day for mm -hmm. who knows for who knows how long. Um, You're going to have Stefanics, for example, say this is Biden's fault for making us look weak in Afghanistan. And I um, as as tacky and tawdry a point as she has, <laughs> it's still a point. I know. I'm worried about. I'm worried about. So we'll talk about Biden in a minute. But right now, right now, let's talk about Biden. And his administration's response. I have a lot of critiques about Biden's administration so far. Dig in. However, I think he did a good job with this. 
Well, he, we're, we're he, waiting to see good results. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, he. His intelligence agencies had it tracked down. We knew more than the Ukrainians did. Ukra- we and we we stocked them up as best we could without without. And wow, this might be the most like heartless thing you ever hear me say. Wow, I like I've been I donated fifty two dollars to the the food kitchen because I feel so bad for what's happened to these these Ukrainian people. Like they're humans, they're people. Like, but. We can't. I, I don't think we can put the. We can't put boots on the ground in Ukraine, and that that's my view. You know. I haven't heard anyone suggest that. No, I don't think. Well, people on the right have, but. People on the right. I've had oh, people. I yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting if people on the right were to support that. You mentioned Ukrainian intelligence, by the way, and that is good. Yeah. Uh, I know at one point. Uh, Donald Trump was really interested in Ukrainian intelligence because he hoped they had dirt on Biden. Yeah, I know. That's all he cared about. Yeah. And he held up shipments of weapons bound for the Ukraine (laughs) that could be saving Ukrainian lives right now. Listen. While he's busy having a, a, in the hot tub with Putin as an active genius, he actually made it worse. One of the biggest arguments I've gotten from people online is that Trump would have done a much better job with dealing with Vladimir Putin. I'm just like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like Putin had Trump for lunch. He called it a genius act. He called, he made a statement. He made a statement that said that what Putin did in Ukraine was a, I'm not making this up. No, I know it. <laughs> I, I saw the interview. He said that Putin was very savvy. Uh, interesting. Apparently, savvy is lobbing missiles <laughs> into civilian targets. Apparently, and, that's good thing that Trump didn't think of that on January 6th. Yeah, I know. That's a whole nother conversation. And we, they, the scary part is, is that they could very well do it again and succeed this time, which I'm very worried about. My biggest worry, so one of my biggest worries about the rise in gas prices is not the, I mean, it's hurting me at the pump. It is. I want to try to get an electric car anyway, so I'm already trying to work on that. But um, it gives the Republicans ammo. It gives them it gives them a talking point that they can use in the midterms if if they continue to go up because they're up right now because there's a war, right? Well, they were up before. Well, they were up before. Let, let, let's tell the truth. Inflation yeah. was totally out of control before this came along. Sure. I, yes, it was. And I it will is. suggest, I'm not sure I buy into this argument, but I might just... Well, tell me why. For counter uh, purposes, I might suggest that this is actually going well for Biden. Uh, first of all, with Putin... He's now got a bad guy that's responsible for your inflation. And mm-hmm. uh, come on, guys. And he Hold directly is. a team here. We yeah. got to suck it up for those poor Ukrainians. Right. And I can see that playing. I've seen more sympathy for Ukrainians than I ever imagined would happen. It's true. And From Republicans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this could. Lindsey Graham said we should kill Putin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ted Cruz had to straighten him out. No, actually. Lindsay, there's a law against that. But Since I mean, when do you care about laws, Ted I, Cruz? Yeah, really. <laughs> I like your thinking. Uh, maybe I could introduce you to somebody in Cancun that could get that job done. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I'm just suggesting, and I'm certainly not suggesting that, Bo- uh, that, that Biden likes this situation, but he, 
it, he's dealing with it. Americans it, have come together before in a dangerous time. Yeah. This is actually officially a dangerous time. Yes, it is. When Putin says, I have to rearrange my nuclear weapons because I don't like what people are saying, then, <laughs> it, then I think we can agree he's got way too much power. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there's a few million Russians that would agree. Um, and the the scary part America, is you've got to start paying attention to foreign policy. This yeah. is your own damn fault for electing people, even like a well-intended guy like Barack Obama that really didn't want to be bothered by it. No, it's the economy, stupid. It's that a, was Clinton. And while that's true, it is the economy, stupid. But it's foreign policy, stupid too. Because guess what? what I'm learning this. I'm learning this. I was actually this is because I was thinking about this the other day about how. Man, foreign policy is one of those things that if you just put on the back burner and put on the back burner and don't wheel with it, it's going to blow up your face and yeah. fuck up everything. Yeah, it's going to start stinking like everything else in the back burner. Yeah. How about except, this? except this could really, you know, like World War Three, mm -hmm. like so. Those are the stakes. Let me let me just what it what your your President Hill, okay. your administration, you're responding to um, Russia doing what they're doing in Ukraine. What do you do? Total embargo on Russian oil products right now. Yep. And let them think that the uh, no-fly zone is on the table if that doesn't work. Uh, this is benefit. So are you for a no-fly zone? Uh, I would have to call it at a later date and see. Because NATO's saying no right now. NATO is saying no. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to force anybody in anything against their will, but I have to let them think it's on the table. I agree. Uh, it's a potential weapon in this. Yeah. And yes, we are talking, I, and I would, uh, let's see, what's today, Sunday? I, by tomorrow, I would be in the United Nations launching war crimes trials against Putin himself and the yep. in individual generals. Uh, I would definitely be doing that without any hesitation, and I don't think it's uh, if that's inflammatory in Putin's eyes, then well, your missiles are inflammatory to me. I think we have given an impression, not just from Biden, but from a whole generation, that America doesn't really care about what it says in foreign policy. And that but needs to change. We, it changes from president to president. Who really cares? Our last president wanted to do away with NATO. Does anybody <laughs> Can you imagine that? So, so can you imagine, like, now. I gotta, I, we gotta snipe this argument because I'm not saying that, like, the argument, because I, I had people come to me with this argument, oh, we'd be so much better off if Donald Trump was dealing with this right now. And because I'm just... he would... I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, like he, wanted, he wanted to get out of NATO. Like <laughs> He's yet another foreign policy moron that we, that we elected. He knew yeah. nothing about it, spent no time on it, didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't even pretend that he would... But can you, well, he would you, do you think he'd be doing all these sanctions that's screwing up their banking system and all that? I don't think he would. I don't think he would have done anything. I either would have done nothing... Or actually help the Russians, although I don't think he would have done that either. I think he would have done absolutely nothing. I, I think he would have done absolutely nothing. I think it, he would have diddled with sanctions. He's the very one that screamed at Obama for trying sanctions against Putin. Yeah. And then he continued them. Right. He's a clown. He's a clown. Yeah. So but, we don't need to... But you're talking about Ukraine as to whether or not it's a serious matter. Here, here's one, one possible scenario. I'm Xi. I'm the head of China. 
mm-hmm. uh, the most repressive leader that they've had in a generation now, a guy that really longs for the good China? days of Red China. That, that is and that an means, interesting point that I want to talk about with you sometime because you got to dig up. China is a terrible place. That's me. Yeah. And that's who I am. And Putin is a lot like me. He wants to go back to the good old days when the Soviet Union really kicked ass. Yeah. We don't like each other at all, but that's okay. There's similarities. I look at Taiwan, and Taiwan has been stuck in my craw for 70 years now. That's mm-hmm. where the free China people went with Chiang Kai-shek, and they stayed there, and they hid, and they built their own country, and they're a democracy, and we hate that. Now I'm watching what's happening with Ukraine, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why not take Taiwan right now? Obviously, the world is going to do nothing about it. The United States has our Pacific fleet in between us and Taiwan. They're not going to pull the trigger. No. We're, we are required by international law to come to Taiwan's defense, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. Exactly the same arrangement as a NATO. Right. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So if the world belongs to the Putins of the world, Xi would like to be one of those. Yeah, and so wouldn't, don't you think so would Kim Jong-un? And so wouldn't... Oh, he wants to be in that game, yeah. And so wouldn't um, the, the Saudi Arabia, don't you think they want to be in that? Already doing it. Yeah. That's, Already doing it. That's Blowing what, the shit out of Yemen. Right exactly, now. they have been for years. Yeah. <laughs> that is what scares... As long as, as long as they're fighting Iranians, we don't mind. That is, um, like... That's what I'm worried about. Like, honestly, it's all like, so say these are what, real, real issues. What happens if Putin doesn't stop with Ukraine and he bombs Poland? That's a good question. Because then we NATO has to respond, right? Yes. Then we have to respond. Then you will. Then that's World War Three. Call it World War Three. Yeah. Yep. And you th- Any other questions? Yeah, that, that's a slam dunk. That's <laughs> the end of the game, right there. Because and is that possible? It's perfectly possible. I think it's. If we've learned anything about the Russian troops so far, we've learned that they don't give a shit and they're not very good at what they do. Yeah. That's a bad combination. And Putin is, he doesn't care how many people die of his own or of, of somebody else. Nope. He wants to stop any type of democracy, any, like, and that's NATO. That's why NATO was formed. Yep. Um, he considers it a contaminant to it could, country. It could take a while, right? Like, it, it or maybe it won't. I don't know. Like I've never lived through. I wasn't around. I didn't. I've read about World War Two. But let me, let me tell you about the. I wasn't around during Vietnam either. Let me tell you about the last one then. Hitler invaded Poland yeah. on September first. Yeah. On September third, France and England declared war on him. World War Two. Mm-hmm. That's how long it took. Those were in the old days. Right now we can do it on Twitter. I know. And there, from what I understand from the news that I've read and listened to last couple of days is that they're close to taking over in Ukraine. Like it's going to be Russian like soon. I don't know. So I, hard, hard to say. Well, they, it, they it's, always, it's not going as well as they wanted. First off, it's not going. They're as well. fighting and they have serious, they have serious support. Yeah. When you see, when you see one of their bombers shot down, that, that was a high, high expense piece of equipment that did that. <laughs> Yeah. And it was made listen, in USA. Listen, I'm for sending. We have plenty of fucking weapons. Let's send them all of them. Like I'm, 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 I have no problems with. We have plenty of guns to give them. Give them all yeah, the guns they want. That's how. That's how we keep wars going in this world. 
I know, and that's the other thing. Like that's that isn't that that's what the defense contractors want, right? That's, that's right. a whole other thing. They made them. That's whole. It's a whole other thing about, and it goes into big money and politics. But it's a it's a dynamic and it's a factor. They think about how bad they want World War Three. Well, you mentioned the Saudis. It's the only thing we've got that they want: American dollars, and even better still, American grade military equipment. Send them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, and you you have to have to think long term about is this is this the right business to be in? I remember reading once that the two biggest industries on earth were drugs and guns. Mm-hmm. More money is made out of drugs than anything else on earth, and guns is second. And that just says something about us as a creature. And if we're okay with pumping guns in the hands of the Saudis, I know that sooner or later we'll be used well, to kill on a. Be clear, I'm okay with I, I'm okay with pumping guns in the hands of Ukrainians right now. That's a, that's that's the only people I'm okay with pumping guns with because I I want to help them. I'm on the board of I want to help them as much as I can without a military presence. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, and that's what Biden's just, done. Just throwing a little education at you. That was the same attitude that dumped hundreds of billions of dollars of guns into Afghanistan. I know, you're right. And they, those guns were the ones shooting at us as we limply left the country. So it's, it's, all, it's all connected. It, of course it is. Just like, I don't know, That's that's been the... What if Russia keeps going and bombs Poland? And, like, do you think... You know, I asked my, well, do you think it would be smart for Putin to do that? But Putin doesn't care if it's smart, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He is a results kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, anybody, you, anybody that can rewrite his country's constitution and have a 24-year term of office, <laughs> this guy gets it done. Yeah, you no know? shit. That's why he gets elected by 98.5% of the country well, year after year. You're a prison if you know it. So. He doesn't even have to run anymore, yeah. and he still gets those numbers. He he rocks, uh, but he and then that, and that's very also savvy of him. That's also part of the fight. Yeah, very savvy. Very savvy. <laughs> that's also part of the fight for me, and also brings me back to Donald Trump. And also, it is: Do you believe that one person should have absolute power over your government and be able to do? be able to do whatever they want, like Vladimir Putin putting 15 people in jail for 15 years for protesting a, a war that he started. <clears throat> or do you want to, or do you want a society that has checks and balances and a bunch of people get to talk about making the decisions called democracy? And I make the argument that, and this is why I'm having trouble, is that if we don't have that, we have nothing. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. If it is a battle between democracy and authoritarianism, I hope we stay on our team because yeah. democracy is an endangered beast we, in America. We will, yeah, we will be, and that's the difference between Biden and Trump is that we will be on team democracy because Biden's the president, not Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> Trump, Trump is uh, essentially. Uh, uh, politically is essentially fascist. Yeah. And uh, th- there is a craving for that. Years and Big years craving. ago, when the only fascist in the world was Mussolini, people used to say, well, at least Mussolini made the trains run on time. So there is a frustration with people that makes them long for a strong leader until they get one. And then they're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah this was a bad idea. Yeah. And that's usually too late. Yeah. So that, and then. 
it's just a, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Oh, uh, just uh, just the, those those are my thoughts, and they're off the top of my head. And I'm no better informed or more authoritative than anybody that might be listening. Mm -hmm. uh, just start caring. Start yeah. reading on your own. Challenge yourself on your source of news so that you don't just go to your favorites all the time. Mm -hmm. And interact with international politics. There's Americans right now in uniform and in, and in dresses and coats and ties that are at risk. Uh, in order to keep us selling our toasters and doing the crap that America does. Mm -hmm. We've got to get in the game or, or we lose. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, yeah. with that sentiment. Like, it's time to care. It's, time to, it's been time to care for a very long time, but now it's really time because we've been waiting. Oh, it's going to be World War III. It's going to be World War III. Well, this might really be yeah. World War III, and I, I believe that. If... if if Russia continues and bombs a NATO country, it's World War Three because I I don't see how. Uh, well, maybe a better question for you is: Is it World War Three already, and we're just reluctant to admit it? Are I you think. I to, think. Are you willing to let Ukraine be dismembered? It's hard for me. <laughs> it, it, like I love. I'm a. I, I'm a. You know. I'm a human. I love human beings. I want. I don't want human beings, innocent people, to be hurt and you know have their schools and their hospitals bombed and be misplaced and become a refugee to Hungary and like I I, I that I've been I've been watching it and you know it's it's hard for me to say that we shouldn't go over there and kick their ass. I don't think we should, but well, keep this in mind. I I think Putin is discovering. What we discovered in Vietnam, in Iraq, and in Afghanistan, that military solutions look really easy on paper, but these days it's really hard to get military control on the ground. They haven't even gotten air superiority from a country that doesn't have an air force. Yeah. Uh, it, it is that hard to make people obey you. How long can Russia take these, uh, the, their cripple, these crippling acts on their economy before... That's a good question. You know what I mean? Like we're the it, Mastercard, like every, all the big corporations, um, their banking system, their money's no good. Like how long can they live like that? It depends very much on how much their leadership cares. I don't think he does. That's just, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Frankly. that's just my synopsis. Oh, of this. look at that! Ten more people starve to death. A big deal. There, this is I what think he sees a bigger picture. This is what's going on in Russia right now. They are controlling the media completely, so that any any news of what they're doing in mm -hmm. Ukraine doesn't get said to any of the people there. They're putting people in jail for peacefully protesting. They are for fif up to 15 years um it is a complete autocrat 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 government it is is unquestionably so uh interesting love each one of those examples you gave we were at risk of of being questionable on not too long ago yeah exactly so, uh, nice to hear that people care about their rights under the Constitution. Remember that the next time uh, a, a, a persuasive person uh, talks you out of some of those rights, makes you, uh, vilifies the media as if they're the biggest problem in the country, vilifies protesters. 
Think about that. Well, think you know, about think about being which protesters are you against? Are you against the truck drivers, or, yeah. or are they the protesters <laughs> that you like? Imagine if those trucks were full of Black Lives Matter protesters. Would they be covered dis differently on your media? Oh, there's another truckload of angry black people coming to our city. I think the whole tone would have changed. Right. So, you know, remember that your rights are other people's rights too. That's and if right. you're against their rights, you're against your having those rights too. Yeah. I that, think that's a great that's a great point. <laughs> I think we should just uh, trust each other to do the right thing. All right. Stay tuned. My my podcast is going to be because of uh, the, the you know what's going on in the world. It's back. I don't I'm not going to say I'm going to do it e when I'm going to do it, but you know, I'm not going to take a year off again. <laughs> so, um, because this is just too important and I have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of friends who have a lot of great thoughts and they need, they need to be, you know, out there. Um, so we've been going for 28 minutes. Um, I'm going to label this one, you know, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. nothing. So thank you for listening.